Welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. My name is Craig Crash Collins, joined as always by Brandon Scott, otherwise known as B. Scott. We've got a lot to get to tonight. Our NFL preview, the third and final football preview uh, in as many weeks. We, of course, did the Indiana College Football one. We did the regular college football one. And now the NFL season is about to kick off. It'll kick off on Thursday with the Bucks and the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Can we say something though about the Indiana one? What's I think that? we should start calling Indiana Indinia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Indinia. Indinia, whatever it Dinia, was called. Whatever it yeah. is. Well, okay, so that's the thing. They're in Dinia until they like redeem themselves for the bloodbath that occurred in Iowa City uh on Saturday at the hands of the Hawkeyes. Uh that was rough. Um but um, speaking of college football, uh, real quick before I tell you get, tell you guys what else is on tap for tonight, um, you know we I'm very excited, B Scott. And, I mean, I know you are too, uh, because coming up this weekend we're going to be showing us showing you guys the vlog uh, footage from uh, B Scott and I going to uh, West Lafayette this past Saturday, watching Purdue Oregon State. Um, it was a lot of fun, uh, a three C media road trip, a three C media tailgate. Uh, really excited to get the footage from that and the prelude to what we hope will be more events like that to come. You know, 3C Media wet t-shirt contest is because it was <laughs> raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were definitely uh, rained on quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, so uh, be on the lookout uh, for the, on that on the 3C Media TikTok and 3C Media YouTube channel. So make sure you guys are subscribed. But yeah, we're going to be getting into the Colts preview. We're going to be getting into um, record predictions, uh, sort of, for all uh, 32 teams. We're going to be giving you where we think each team will probably end up around wins-wise. Um, and then we'll also give you our Super Bowl predictions, our predictions for uh, the awards, MVP, defensive and offensive player of the year, that kind of thing. So B's got a lot to get into tonight as we get ready for the NFL season. Yeah, a lot. I mean, you know me, I love football. So let's get, let's get to it. Yeah, let's go ahead and hop right into the Indianapolis Colts preview. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Haas, who uh, uh, did follow us uh, at the start on Twitch, uh, which we do stream live every week. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, so looking back at 2020 for the Indianapolis Colts, they were 10th. On offense, they were 10th in yards per game, 9th in points per game. Uh, they passed for 253 yards per game, which was 11th in the league. They were 11th also in rushing yards per game uh, with 125. Uh, defensively, uh, they were one of the best defenses in the league, 8th in yards allowed per game and 10th in points allowed per game. Uh, they did allow uh, 242 passing yards a game, which was uh, uh, 20th best in the NFL, so that was definitely a weakness for them. Uh, but they did... Uh, stopped the run pretty well. They were second in the league, uh, allowing 91 yards on the ground. Uh, so as far as who they bring back uh, additions, they re-signed Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, Xavier Rhodes, T.J. Carey, Zach Pascal, Mo Alley-Cox. They signed tackles Julian Devonport and uh, Sam Tevy. They also uh, signed Eric Fisher. Um, that was the big signing for the Colts to go out and get. Um, they big got news, big news is Eric Fisher just got taken off the reserve COVID list. So yes. So everything I don't know and, if that means he's going to be intimate. He's going to be playing anytime soon, but yeah, I think, I, well, I mean, it's good news all the way around just from the standpoint of the team is starting to get healthier as we're getting ready to start off the season. It looked like there was some big time injury concerns heading into week one against the Seahawks. And now it doesn't appear to be quite as ominous. 
Uh, they also the Colts also bring back uh, Al-Qadim Muhammad as, and George Odom. Uh, and the big news, they trade for quarterback Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's everybody that came back to the team who they lost. Uh, of course, uh, Philip Rivers and Anthony Costanzo retired. Nico Autry signed with the Titans. Anthony Walker signed with the Browns. Uh, Justin Houston, uh, who is not yet signed, uh, still uh, is out there in free agency. The Colts did not bring him back. So, of course, in the draft, uh, that was headlined uh, by Quiddy Pay. We've also seen uh, Sam Ellinger, Mike Strachan. Uh, all those guys have big, um, big preseasons. So uh, it, it's been a uh, it, it's been kind of a typical Colts offseason. We we had kind of the move or two where we're like Chris Ballard at it again. Uh, with some other little moves sprinkled in there. And, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of lot in the way of additions, um, you know, a lot of re-signings. Uh, but, I mean, this is a Colts team that made the playoffs last year, so why not run it back? That is true. And, you know, this team, um, obvious, honestly, their biggest uh, experience or the biggest, I guess, talent that they bring back is their run game. I mean, Jonathan Taylor just got better as the season went on. So I'm really excited to see how he plays this year. Uh, you have a healthy Marlon Mack, you know, he's getting back in rounding back into shape. So I think even if Carson Wentz isn't fully ready to go T Y Hilton, not ready to go. I still think the Colts are okay. off going to be okay. Offensively. I'm really excited to see that um, just because of that run game. And that, that sets you up to be a successful team. In my opinion, if you have a run game that can just keep pounding it, keep pounding it, keep pounding it, you're going to eventually tire out the defense you can hit them over the top then, but it also keeps the opposing team's offense on the sidelines. And that's a big deal, especially in the AFC, when you have teams like the Tennessee Titans, like the Cleveland Browns, like the Kansas City Chiefs, teams that have really good offenses that or and in some cases, those teams can do the exact same thing to you. So having that powerful run game, I think one of the better running, running games in the AFC and the NFL is going to be huge for this team. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what that um, running game can do. And I mean, when you bring back <laughs> two running backs that have a thousand yard seasons under their belt, they have one of the better offensive lines. It's what makes me really think that like overall this offense is going to be fine. I know there was a lot of question marks about like, oh, is, was, are we going to get Carson Wentz from, you know, last year who was not good or are we going to get Carson Wentz from his MVP season and, and it'll land right around in the middle I mean I don't anticipate him having an MVP caliber season um, but this like that's what Chris Ballard has been harping on is that it's not just about you know having a franchise quarterback it's having a good core and good team around him and I mean you, you have the offensive line that's stellar you have a stellar running game um, I mean unfortunately we've gotten kind of used to the Colts having to miss T.Y. Hilton for extended periods of time. So that's what is kind of rough about that. Um, they would go out and do something, get somebody. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the one thing. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's still not signed to a team. I don't think he's officially retired yet. Um, Bring him, bring him in uh, for a last go around. But yeah, uh, you know, this Colts team uh, is going to be uh, fun to watch this season. Uh, So let's go ahead uh, and get into hot or cold. Um, and so we'll start off hot or cold with, um, we're going to do two questions about the offense, two questions about the defense. Uh, so we'll start it off here. Carson Wentz will be a top 15 quarterback, um, in 2021. Uh, that for me is a hot take. Uh, Wentz is, uh, has finished 
as a top 15 quarterback in terms of QB rating in three of his five seasons. He was fourth in 2017, seventh in 2018, and 13th in 2019. 2016, he was not. It was his rookie season. And 2020, he was not, uh, and the Eagles were in shambles. Now, he finished 34th, so like even there, there, there are quarterbacks that finished above him who were on just as bad teams. Um, so there's no understating the fact that he was bad, but also, you know, people, people who are, you like to, who like to make the argument against Wentz like to just harp on Wentz. And it's like, well, it's especially in the NFL, it's a team thing. If the team is in shambles around him, if they literally have your predecessor, you know, chomping at the bit, to uh you know or your successor sorry that's uh, that's the actual term i want you know chomping at the bit to get in the game then i mean you're not going to play as well and i mean that's not trying to make excuses for Carson Wentz it's just stating a fact i mean it's just not the best situation um and so you're hoping you're going to get um you know, obviously a better version of, of Wentz. Uh, the Colts have the second best offensive line, according to Pro Football Talk. An upper th- uh, third rushing attack uh, that returns Marlon Mack and, and Wentz gets reunited with Frank Reich, who coached uh, Wentz during his best NFL season. So, I mean, you, you've got everything kind of falling into place for Wentz to be a top 15 quarterback. And that's really all we're asking him to be is is be, you know, be a be a be above top, average. Be, yeah, be above average. Just be slightly above average. Be in the upper echelon uh, of the NFL as far as, you know, the top, you know, that cutoff. I wouldn't, you know, that, I wouldn't even call it the upper echelon. Top half, top half of the league. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, upper I guess upper echelon is like the top, top eight. Yeah. Um, and so I think, and, and that's all the Colts really need him to be. They don't need him to be this insane, you know, throw the ball 50 times a game. They just need him to be a, a above a game manager, a little bit above a game manager. And just throwing it out there that Rivers, who also had ties to Frank Reich, um, you know, was 13th in quarterback rating last season, and he was 17th in his final season in LA. So, I mean, he had an improvement. Wentz, uh, I mean, you're going <laughs> to, I would hope he's going to be uh, improved from 34th. Um, and then I think his season in 2016, he was like 25th or 24th. So, like, I, I think with the roster he has around him, I have no, and who he's pairing with and all that stuff, I don't fi- ha, uh, find any uh, reason not to think he's going to be a top 15 quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah. I agree. This is definitely a hot take. It's going to take, it's going to like take an actual implosion on the entire Colts offense, I feel like, for him to not be in the top 15. Like you said, even Phillip Rivers was in the top 15, and Phillip Rivers was just ultimately a game manager that made necessary throws here and there. Whereas Carson Wentz has the ability, he's a younger player, first and foremost. I mean, he has the physical ability to actually make bigger passes than Phillip Rivers could. So, as long as he just plays within the game, plays within the game plan, is a good game manager, and makes some good passes here and there, there's no reason he can't be top 15. No reason. I mean, I could even – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he will end the season top 10. Not like high in the top 10, but, you know, like 9 or 10 around there. Well, I mean, ten, if, he's in, if he's 10th, he's right on the doorstep of being like in the top 25% of the league. Exactly. So, I mean, that's not that's not bad at all. And like I said, if, as long as you just play within the game plan, play within the game, don't force things, I think that's a real possibility. I mean, look, Phillip Rivers was 13th. He wasn't that far off. He really was not that far off, whereas Carson Wentz has the tools to be able to be better than 13th. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm I, I'm in complete agreement there. Um, so question number two, Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack will be eight, the eighth running back tandem since 1972 to amass a thousand yards. B Scott, I got really excited about this one because I thought maybe it would happen. I mean, you've got two uh, running backs who in their last full seasons uh, ran for a thousand yards, Jonathan Taylor last year. And then of course, Marlon Mack who missed the season due to injury. He had an a thousand yard season back in 2019. Um, and so I kind of looked into it a little bit more. The last team to do this, uh, was actually not too long ago, 2019. You had, uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram, uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they had team that couldn't pass the ball to save their lives. Exactly. So they were just like, you know what, we're just going to run the ball. Uh, and that's, and uh, honestly too, because that was my first thought is that when I saw Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram on that list, I was like, how many of those for Lamar Jackson were broken, run, like passing plays that but turned into him? Just no, I'm not. And that's, okay. So, I mean, I guess r- rushing duo, rushing duo okay. is a better way to phrase that. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so Lamar Jackson, uh, how many of those plays um, were just, you know, a uh, broken, broken play, he, you know, runs for 10 yards after the coverage kind of broke down or whatever it is, um, or the play broke down. Um, so that was what I was kind of concerned with because they ran the ball that season 596 times. Um, and so that averages out to like 37 um, uh, per game. So you're rushing the ball 37 times per game. I was looking at it for the Colts. Uh, they have never averaged more than 30 rushes per game under Frank Reich. Um, so even though the Ravens that season had the second best offensive line, which the Colts had the second best offensive line, as just mentioned in the last question, um, you know, so the Colts have the tools to do that. They have the running backs, they have the offensive line. It's just, that's not the play style of Frank Reich. He, you know, he's not trying to tailor his offense around a rushing quarterback, which is why the Ravens ran for so many times. I think the closest the Colts got to 30 uh, rushes uh, per game was uh, like 29 point something like, so they're, they're not a team that runs the ball as much as the Ravens did. Um, so as, as much as I think it's a possibility to have that situation where you have Mac and uh, Jonathan Taylor rush the ball um, for a thousand yards each, uh, I'm going to say it's a cold take. Yeah, I agree. This is a cold take just because the offense is going to be so balanced. I will go as far as to say that a running back will hit a thousand yards rushing and a running back could push a thousand yards receiving. Yeah, I believe I that. I honestly believe, hear me out. The next best slot option the Colts have, or next best speedy small guy option the Colts have after T.Y. Hilton, Naheem Hines. Yeah. Honestly, I could see him being a – I mean, or I could even see – I mean, that's going to be tough, no. But, yeah, I could see, honestly, that happening. Um, Naheem Hines having a huge year as a receiving threat. Yeah. Because he's one of those guys that you have to get him touches. You have to just because of how talented he is. Every time he gets the ball in his hands, he is a threat to take it to the house. I mean, how many times did we see that the past couple of years? It's like a light switch has come on for him, and you you have to get the ball in his hands. You have to figure out ways to do that. And with T.Y. Hilton out, why not? What, what, what do you have to lose? Okay, he, he's not the best route runner. Okay, we, we figure – okay, that's fine run simple routes for him crossing patterns. You know, he's a running back for God's sake. 
Yeah, and that, and that was the other thing too. Uh, with as good as Nahima is, is like a you know tertiary option, uh, you know at running back. That was another reason why I was like, I don't think they're going to get to a thousand yards each too, because I was like, you have to get him touches as well. You can't, uh, you because know, that would that would almost exclude him completely out of the offensive game plan if you're trying to get touches to both Taylor and Mac to try to get them to try to like do the mental gymnastics to get them both to a thousand yards. Um, so yeah, that takes touches away How from nice him. Is it? How nice is it for the Colts to have three guys that are home run threats pretty much anytime they touch the ball at, in the backfield. That is, that's an I mean, embarrassment of riches. We're like used to, at least. I mean, it's probably akin to uh, Joseph Adai and Dominique Rhodes. I would, I would say. Yeah, but I mean, I mean not not as far as home run, not as far as home. Oh, I'm what's that? Like three guys. How how, like, how often do you see? Right. Three, I'm just saying, as far as like the Colts the having, I'm just saying, as far as the Colts having more than just one threat. Right. Right. And, and that's a good thing because you know this it is no longer just one running back being the. I mean, okay, Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's built from a is like just built different. I mean, <laughs> he is. If you wanted him to play defensive. A defensive tackle, he'd probably be a pro bowler. Let's just be honest. That's a that's a, a beast of a man right there. But you know, having that tan that the like I don't know, having a running back by committee and all three of them potentially, you know, being star running back. I I, I can't really put Naheem Hines in that category. Marlon Mack was knocking on the door and Jonathan Taylor is knocking on the door. Um, Naheem Hines is a niche running back, um, but a very talented niche running back. And unfortunately, he's like a utility man. There it is. He's a utility man. He's the guy that you pick up in your fantasy league that you can just throw in there because you know he's going to get you good points. Not a ton of points, but he's that guy that is always as good to have in there. Oh, yeah. Now, you can probably tell as we switch over to the defensive side that I was dreaming big when I was doing these hot or cold questions uh, last night. Because uh, question number three is, Quiddy Pay will break the Colts rookie sack record currently held by Dwight Freeney. Uh, that's at uh, 13 and a half or yeah, 13 and a half. No, it's a 14 even. That's what it was. Um Robert Mathis uh, currently is the col- uh, is uh, currently on the Colts coaching staff. He was the last one to hit 13 plus sacks. Uh, that's 19 and a half in 2013. Uh, dude was an absolute monster. No rookie has had more than 14 sacks that since uh, 2011. That was Alden Smith. Um, 49ers defense la- uh, that season was fourth in yards per game, 42 sacks, which was tied for seventh in the league. The Colts uh, were had 40 sacks a year ago and we're 12th. So you think, Oh, well, Hey, the Colts had just as many sacks almost last year. Could there be enough sacks for Quiddy pay to get there? Well, uh, the Colts, uh, the Colts are missing 15 and a half sacks from that mark. So you think, Oh, pencil and Quiddy pay to that 15 and a half. Maybe, um, they are, um, <laughs> not exactly. Good uh, players, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Cause you're missing, uh, Justin Houston and then Autry who made up those 15 and a half sacks. So it, you know, it's, it's going to be obviously an uphill battle. Um, Quiddy pay has never had more than six sacks in a season at Michigan. Um, so that's another thing to throw out there as well. So Quiddy pay has had a very good preseason, um, and so, uh, I, I, I'm very hyped to see what he has in store. Um, like I said, I was dreaming big last Wasn't night, the highest graded 
rookie in the preseason, defensive rookie? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they have him like panning out as one of the better rookies uh, on yeah, the defensive was, side of the ball. I think highest defensive and second highest overall. Yeah, I think he's going to have a good season, uh, but just not, you know, setting the Dwight Freeney record good. Um, so that's a cold take for me. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a cold take as well. Do I think he has a chance to push for it? Oh, yeah, I do. Just because, look, Quiddy Pay didn't have a DeForest Buckner lining up next to him at True. Michigan. And he's, DeForest Buckner is going to take a lot of the um, attention, you know, and then Alkanine Muhammad. And, you know, that defensive line, it, it's, it's decent. It's good. Um, the opposite end, uh, let's hope. I don't know. I don't know what to think about the opposite end. But, um, yeah, Quiddy Pay, I think, is going to have more opportunity just because of how much attention is going to be put on DeForest Buckner. And he never had that at Michigan. He was always the person that they put the attention on. And also, you got to also think the Michigan offense was not that good while he was there. So these teams were running against Michigan a lot. I mean, because they were they had a lead and mm-hmm. they were trying not to blow the lead. So that's essentially, I think, you know, some of those numbers there. And we've, we're learning more and more that Jim Harbaugh has no clue how to manage a team. Um, so I think he's going to have a, I think he's going to have a much better year than he ever saw in college, which is good. I think he's going to have a heck of a career now. I yeah. was a little down on him. Obviously you guys all knew what I was saying after the <laughs> draft, but um, I feel like this as, as from what you're hearing coming out of training camp is a good thing, is a very good thing. Cause typically you don't, like, people don't sugarcoat it in the NFL. And like, when the, the past busts that we've had in the first round, you've heard that they haven't, they haven't been living up to a first round pick in training camp, but Quiddy pay has been turning heads and obviously we've seen it. Yeah. That's just where the frustration of like, man, if we could have just paid the Nico Autry, if we could have not drafted, drafted Quiddy pay to pair up with uh, Autry as opposed to replacing him. Um, and also or brought back just, back or yeah, right. It, it, which they can still do. I mean, theoretically, um, I, I think he's, I think the idea of him coming back to Indy for him, is, oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. And so that's what kind of is rough because I think it's more of a possibility that Pay could uh, hit that number if he like Danico Autry was still there or Justin Houston was still there because you would have even more firepower on that defensive line. Um, so, but yeah, I think he is going to have a fantastic season. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, final question. The secondary is the biggest defensive liability for the Colts. Um, that is a massively hot take. So I think we're going to be in agreement on all four of these uh, questions, B. Scott. Um, the Colts' uh, secondary is ranked 13th by Pro Football Talk. Uh, they were 20th against the pass last season, uh, and they did very little to improve for 2021. Uh, in the first seven games of the season uh, – or sorry, in the um, – and throughout the course of the season, they played seven teams who in 2020 were ranked in the top half of the NFL in passing. That's the Bucks, Bills. They play the Texans twice, Raiders, 49ers, Rams, and Seahawks. I, I know the Texans probably won't be there again this year, but still. Um, the Titans added Julio Jones. The Jags have Trevor Lawrence. So you're talking about even though they weren't in those seven that I just mentioned, 
they got better uh you know as far as you know the you add one of the one of the better receivers of our generations julio jones to the titans you have a much better quarterback uh for the jaguars slinging it around and trevor lawrence um so those teams just get better in terms of passing so uh the colts did very little to improve their pass defense while other teams in the division did a lot to improve their pass offense. So uh, it's a hot take for me. It, uh, the secondary, if they can turn it around, I, I feel better about the Colts, but without a better secondary, it, it might get to be a rough season at times for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I agree. This is definitely a hot take. Um, I, I mean, the, the safeties I think are, are good. Um, I think that's the strongest unit of the secondary. I mean, Kenny Moore is Kenny Moore. He's, he's a, he's a really good, um, corner Xavier Rhodes. I don't know if he's, you know, something, if off season wasn't too good for him or something, cause he was just getting beat left and right in training camp, but that's also could be a good, a, a sign of that. Our, our wide receivers just know how to play against him. I don't know, but Xavier Rhodes is typically, a, a solid player. Um, it's just, I, I don't know what to expect at else at corner. I don't know. There's not much depth. I mean, it's, it's concerning. There are some players out there that I feel like they should look at trying to bring in um, just to look at them at least to see if there's anything better out there that can at least help us, which is one of them. That's the one of the things that was surprising is that they cut Marvell tell and I was like, oh, okay. I thought we were high on him. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> that came out <laughs> of nowhere. But, yeah, the secondary is is definitely the weakest. And if there's reasons for the Colts to lose games this year, it's it's that. You just have to hope that the linebackers and the defense – that the front seven can apply enough pressure on the quarterback that he is – the quarterback's going to be forced to make bad throws, which, you know – as long as the secondary is, you know, somewhat within position, it help, they can help there. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it does. It does make it very scary, especially for like where the Colts <laughs> get out of the gates from. Uh, and that's where we're going to uh, kind of pivot to now is uh, the schedule for the Colts and our record predictions uh, in September. The Colts will open against the Seahawks at home on Sunday when they will play the Rams and then at the Titans to finish out the month. In October, uh, they're going to go to Miami, to Baltimore. They have the Texans at home. They're at the 49ers and then at home against the Titans. In November, they get the Jets, Jaguars. Uh, they go to the Bills and then they get the Bucks at home. And then they finish off the season December and January at Houston uh, with the Pats at home, at the Cardinals, Raiders at home, and at the Jaguars. So, hey, I mean, you know, it, it's a <laughs> in the warmer uh, time of the year. They don't have to play. They play the Bills at the end of November. That might be the coldest uh, game that the Colts have to play. Oh, uh, we gotta go, are we going to Buffalo? At Buffalo, yeah, in November. Oh, it's going to be snowing. We always yeah. play horribly in, there. In November, though, so will it be snowing in November? I guess we played there in the playoffs, and it was, like, beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah, and we were like, oh, man, it's going to be, like, get the snow plows out, and then it was, well, like, there, something. There been several times that we've played there, and it's like they're running through a foot of snow. Right. Well, hey, that would actually bode well for the Colts this year. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, so let's go through uh, for the record prediction uh, for – 
Uh, September for me, I have the Colts going one and two. I think they lose to Seattle because I finally bought into the Kool-Aid. See, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. It's Gatorade. but So I guess I'm drinking the Gatorade. Uh, no ad. Um, they, uh, But, hey, sponsorship if you want to Gatorade, if you want to hop on board. Um, or Kool-Aid. Or, or Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, no, Mr. Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> oh, no. Mom's <laughs> going to be home, and she's going to see that. That's no. <laughs> that's not good. Um, but, yeah, the Colts always lose the season opener, uh, so that's pretty much a given. Um, and then uh, I think they do lose to the Rams for what we've – been talking about about the secondary i mean this is matthew stafford you've got robert woods cooper cup um all those big uh you know wide receiver threats for the rams um and then uh they do beat the titans in the last week of september frank reich is three and oh against the titans in nashville as the colts head coach so um i'm going with the trend there in October, it's going to be tough. I do have the Colts, though, going three and two. Uh, they proved a lot last season when they had to go through a tough stretch like this, and I think it'll be kind of a similar run for them. Uh, they're going to beat the Dolphins. Um, they're going to beat the Texans, and they're going to beat the 49ers. I think the 49ers are the worst of the NFC West teams. I think that's who the Colts are going to beat. Um, they beat the Texans because, obviously, and I just kind of have a – the Dolphins were kind of like a, a toss-up for me, and, and so I went Colts. Um, but I, I mean, I could see the Colts potentially losing there. Uh, and then they lose uh, against the Titans at home because Frank Reich is one and two at home against the Titans as head coach. In November, uh, the Colts are going to go two and two. They defeat the Jets and the Jaguars. Um, but I have them losing to the Bills and I have them losing to Tom Brady um, again for some of those secondary reasons. And again, I, I just I mean, I, I'm I'm just setting myself up for disappointments. So if the Colts do happen to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, um, <laughs> then it'll be a, a shocker and a surprise. But hey, I'm just, yeah, I remember last year it was in November when Brady and the Buccaneers just got punched in the teeth by the Saints. Right. Uh, Monday it was a Monday night or Sunday night football. Yeah. So and and then you they never know. They got uh, I think beat that same month too by the uh, Chiefs really badly at mm-hmm. home. So and, and that's the thing too. That's again what kind of makes that Buccaneers game a toss up for me because I, I like that's a, like Tom Brady now has become like in a sense I mean unbeatable. Well, he's become beatable, but like it's almost as if the regular season doesn't matter. It's kind of like LeBron James. Like, okay, he's right. gonna take his hits in the regular season now. He's not gonna have a fourteen and two season, um, but he's gonna get hot in the postseason. So you never can really tell. Um, and then December, January, uh, I think this will be the month that decides whether or not the Colts go to the playoffs. Um, but ultimately, I think they beat the Texans. Patriots were a toss-up for me, too. I went with them beating the Patriots just because it's at home, uh, and they beat the Raiders at home as well. And then uh, Reich is 0-3 against Jacksonville uh, in Jacksonville. So I I have the Colts winning those games, but, I mean, I have them losing to the Jaguars just because of that trend. Uh, but that may very well be a game the Colts need to win to make the playoffs. So I have the Colts at 9-8 and eight on the season, which, I mean, that sounds bad. It's the but the Colts schedule is brutal, and this is the equivalent of like nine and seven of uh, last year. So like not you nine and seven is just kind of an ugly record because it's not a double digit win season, but it will it could get you in the playoffs. That's what nine and eight is going to be this year uh, because I think the AFC and we'll get to it when we get to record predictions. Like the AFC is good enough to just beat up on each other and make the records not look very good, but you know they're good teams. So I have the Colts at nine and eight. Yeah. Um... 
you know, I actually have the Colts at uh, 11 and six. Not too far off from you. Yeah. Um, September, you know, it's so tough when I look at September. Yeah, I think they do lose to Seattle. I think they beat the Rams. And I ultimately think they lose to um, Na- the Titans in, in Nashville. It's just going to be the Titans are going to be fired up early on. The fan base is going to be fired up. So I got that one. October, um, I do like the uh, – I, I, I have them beating the Dolphins. I have them beating the Texans, the 49ers. And then I do have them uh, beating the Titans at home. I think ultimately they'll beat the Titans at home. Uh, November, same as you, two and two, beat the Jets, beat the Jags, lose to the Bills, lose to the Buccaneers. December, four and one. I haven't beaten the Texans, Pats, Raiders, and um, I haven't beaten the Jags. I mean, like you said, they may still be playing for something more at that point, whether it's a spot in the playoffs, whether it's a division title, I don't know, but I just feel like you know yeah help job them because you say you said playing for something and it jogged something in my memory when i was looking this up last night i like frank wright's record against the jaguars in jacksonville what did, how did they lose a game six to nothing what game was that because it like wasn't the last game of the year because i was thinking was that the game where like jacoby Brissett and the colts like had just fallen apart yeah I and but 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 i don't think it was i don't think that that was it because i think it was like 2018 and I don't think that was the Jacoby Brissett year. Jacoby Brissett year was 2019. Six to nothing. Good God. Maybe I turned yeah. that one off because it was so boring. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we, how, when, I don't remember this. Like, yeah. when did they lose six to nothing? Um, field goals? Yeah. So I'll, I'll look it up to see what it was. But, uh, yeah, I was like. Yeah, please. Um, but, yeah, so, um, oh, oh, yeah, I, I think – it, the Colts definitely have upside. I definitely went on the more conservative. Because um, well, not what, knowing what the Carson Wentz situation is, you know, how many games does he, could he potentially miss for every time he gets dinged for being a close contact with somebody with COVID? You know, how, how is that going to affect this team? I mean, because then it's the Jacob Eason show. I mean, Sam Ellinger is injured. So... And then, um, then if that if that ends up happening, I think we could see two one thousand yard rushers. <laughs> but it's there's a there's a whole lot of question marks that aren't based on things that you can go out and fix with players on the open market. Because it's a lot of unknowns and a lot of like if this happens, how does that affect the rest of this? You know, a lot of ifs. Um, so that six to nothing game, it was actually an Andrew Luck game, 2018. That was when the Colts uh, fell to six and six. Was the, I think that was the last loss before they went on that like crazy stretch uh, at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I Cody Kessler was the starting quarterback for the. Uh, uh, yeah, they yeah they went on they they won four straight after that. So I mean, <laughs> whatever that loss was. Uh, ignited something in the <laughs> in the pit of the chest of the Colts, and they rallied to make the playoffs. So, uh, but yeah, I saw that on the thing, and I was like, "What? How? When did this happen? I don't remember this." Um, so, and I can tell why because it was the Colts went on to win four straight, and it's one that I'm pretty sure I wanted to wipe clean of my memory forever. Um, oh, but yeah, cool. I mean, there are a lot of question marks. Uh, I think ultimately, though, I think nine to eleven wins is. It, I mean, 
it may not be what the fan base as a whole is going to be happy with because they're going to be thinking the Colts are like a dark horse to make a deep playoff run this year. And we'll see. It just all depends on matchups. But uh, um, I think 9 to 11 wins is, is a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that's what we think on the Colts. I got them at 9 and 8. V. Scott has them at 11 and 6. It'll be uh, an interesting season, of course, that gets all kicked off on Sunday. Um, but before we go too much further and get into the rest of the NFL, let's go ahead and talk about our friends of the show. Are you tired of your same old lunch hour of sitting and scrolling through your apps on your smartphone? Have you thought about playing a board game with your coworkers? Eat Lunch and Board Game is a podcast dedicated to telling you about board games that are great for lunchtime fun and some that are probably better saved for after work hours. I've been playing games at my office for over four years now where I have made new friends and business connections that have been very useful. Board games build bridges. Um, okay, so let's now get into the rest of the NFL. Um, we're going to uh, do kind of a variation of what we did last week. Last week, um, we did um, a over-under as far as you know how many college football playoff contenders were from each uh, conference. Now we're going to do not really an over-under, but we're going to have tiers of wins. So where do we think uh, teams will end up as far as their win totals for the season? So the four tiers are 13-plus wins, 9-13 to 13 wins. So, I mean, yes, technically you could have a team in two tiers, but what we mean by that is they'll fall between 9 and and 13. So I guess it should have been like 12 and a half, but I just, whatever it's 13, then five between five and nine wins and then less than five wins. And what I want to do B Scott, it's similar to what we did with the, um, um, with the hot or cold, as far as playoff contenders a couple weeks ago, where we'll just, I'll just kind of read it off and we'll go where we have dissenting arguments. Although I will say this, I'm going to do the 13 plus and the less than five first. Cause I think that's the most like consensus we'll have. And then we'll get into the middle tiers because I think that's where there's going to be the most discussion. Um, as far as less than five wins, um, I've got the jets, Texans, Jaguars, Eagles, Vikings, lions, Panthers, Falcons. Um, I don't, uh, really think any of those teams, those are more or less a lot of the teams that are going to finish at the bottom of their divisions. Um, uh, I mean, obviously I've got two AFC South teams in there, two NFC South teams in there, um, and two, uh, NFC North teams in there. So that's going to make up a lot of, uh, the bad teams in the NFL, but I just don't see any of those teams being really anything much of a factor, uh, this season. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that group. I mean, I'm trying to think, is there anybody that could get five? Well, I know you were high on the Panthers when we did our playoff contenders. Yeah, I could mean they could as a sleeper, but I to like throw my hat in the ring on somebody. Yeah, I, I'll go with all of those teams, but the Panthers. I, I'm going to move the Panthers up one peg. I would say if I were to choose, I would. It'd be a flip of the coin. If I had to move one team up a tier, it would be either the uh, Jaguars or the Eagles. It'd be a coin flip, I, and not because I think they're going to be like I'll seven the Jags. Got to also remember their running game is going to be non-existent. They lost Travis Etienne to a season-ending injury. And when I say move them a tier up, I mean like they can get the six ones. Like that's not like if I had well, if no, you were to I say, say if I, when I say move a tier up, I mean they're not they're going to win like five. That's true. Yeah, this five is less than five. So yeah, it's true. So that's four wins. Yeah. So I I think 
yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, moving a tier up makes him at five wins. So, yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, those that would be the team I'd be co- uh, be coming flipping between those two teams, Eagles and Jaguars. 13-plus, uh, these are, in my opinion, kind of your Super Bowl contenders. Um, and that's go. And remember, it's going to be 13 and four. So it's kind of going to be the equivalent of 12 and four that you saw last year because of the extra game. Uh, and that tier, I've got the Bills, Chiefs, Packers, Buccaneers. Those are the only four teams I have at 13 plus. Yeah, I, I like that that grouping as well. The one that I'm a little questionable on is the Packers, but they were right up there last year as well. So I would keep them in there. Yeah, well, and they play the AFC North and the NFC North this year. So they play out like their AFC conference is they're going to get the Bengals. They're going to get the Steelers, which that's going to be a toss-up game. Are looking better this year. And the Ravens, who are like one of those two teams will be a win for them. Yeah. If not both. Um, And then they've got their own two games against the Lions, two games against the Bears, two games against the the Vikings. So that's where I kind of padded their win total a little bit. Was That's like they're, they're gonna get they're gonna get fat off their conference or off their division and off the division they face from the AFC side of things. So mm-hmm. that's where I think they get their wins. Uh, kind of the same with the Buccaneers too, honestly. Um, I mean, the, the, it's it's weird. It's Don't you know it's, when the NFC South was like just absolutely loaded. It was every you know every other year. I mean, this is when we you had. You know, Matt Ryan, uh, when they were gearing up for the Super Bowl run, you had the Panthers who co- came off. So, yeah, did they, was that back-to-back years? Yeah, where they, it was the- basically had – it was like always a three-team race, <laughs> it seemed like Panthers, Falcons, and Saints. And it was the Buccaneers that were the odd team out. Now yeah. it's just the Buccaneers because <laughs> um, I don't really have the Saints doing much this and season. For some reason, the Saints think the quarterback that was running the Buccaneers into the ground is it's going gonna- to keep them as a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that okay. I don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, it's it's wild because I think you, like I was kind of alluding to when we did the uh Colts uh you know record prediction, I see this as being um like the the AFC has so many good teams that they're gonna beat up on each other. Um, and so it's their records are not going to look sexy, especially with the extra game. Cause like nine and seven, you're like, Oh, nine and seven. It's not a sexy record, but it's still, it's a playoff looking record. You add that weird looking eight. And now it's like, Oh, that's kind of looks gross. Like 10 and seven looks a lot better. Um, and you're going to get some 10 and seven teams in there. But it, what's funny is like you take any of those teams that are going to be in like that second tier, that nine to 13 tier, you put them in the uh, NFC. And I think we're talking about them in 13 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, you put the Browns in the NFC North, and you, you flip flop, you flip flop the, the Steelers and Packers. Like the Steelers are going to win the division. The, oh, yeah. the Steelers would win, the, would win the NFC North because the NFC North is garbage. But I don't know that the Packers win the AFC North. So, like, I, I think there are the the talent gap from the top of the AFC and the bottom of the AFC is a lot closer than the t- talent gap from the top of the a- NFC to the bottom of the NFC. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so it, it's going to be, you're going to see it, you know, teams, you know, NFC fans be like, Oh, well, what we missed the playoffs at nine and eight. And this team made, made the playoffs at nine and eight. It's like, yeah, because, or sorry, it's going to be flip flops. You're going to see teams from the AFC that missed the playoffs. And they're going to be like, what, if we were in the NFC East, we were one, like, what do you mean? Um, so, uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into five to nine wins. 
my five to nine win teams after I just said they would win the division if they're in the NFC or the NFC North. Uh, I've got the Steelers, Bengals, Broncos, Raiders, Giants, Bears, Saints, Seahawks, 49ers. Um, now it's it kind of makes you think that you know you're off your rocker because oh what you think the Steelers are only going to get five wins? No, I think they'll be more of that higher tier. I think they'll be like eight and nine or seven and 10. I just don't think they're going to be, I think we're due for a drop off, especially because the Steelers have not done a whole lot to fix the issues that they have. And I mean, we, that became apparent when they were getting drubbed by the Browns uh, in the, in the wild card. And that became prevalent when they were, you know, undefeated. And then all of a sudden that lost like four straight or whatever it was. So um, like, I think the Steelers, the Giants, the Bears, the Seahawks, they're going to be on the higher end of that tier, but I just don't feel comfortable giving them like a 9-10 to 10 win season. Yeah. Um, for me in that tier, I actually have uh, the Bengals, Broncos, Raiders, Giants, Bears, uh, Saints, Rams, and 49ers. I got you. So I think we have we have the Rams and Seahawks flipped, I think. I think that's what we're going to ultimately, oh, ultimately the see. I have the Ravens in there. I gotcha. Um, and yeah, so then, and honestly, I mean, I, I think that, cause I mean, while I disagree with you because I have the Ravens in the tier up, like I, th- I think these are teams that like are, are coin flips anyway. So like I so can see here though, you have it listed as nine to 13. It should be 10 to 13 or 10 to 12. Yeah. That's what I was saying earlier is that like, I should have, I should have like wrote it down differently. Cause I, I had, yeah, I should have done nine to 12. So that's basically what it is. It's, it's less than five, five to nine, 10 to, t- to 12, and then 13 plus is what that should have been written down as. Um, so in nine to 13, I've got Patriots, Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Titans, Colts, Chargers, uh, Washington football team, Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals in that nine to 12 range. Um I think these are going to be teams that are going to be vying vying for, if not winning their divisions. They're just not they're they are Super Bowl contenders in if they get the right matchups, they get hot at the right time. I'm not comfortable saying that they're going to win the whole dang thing yet. Um, but they're going to be, you know, dark horses to win the Super Bowl. Um, that's what that tier is to me. And and there's some teams like the Cowboys where I'm like, I feel like something's got to give. They've got to they have Dak back. Like they should be better. And I feel like every year we're like, they should be better and they never are. Um, but uh, so we'll see on some of those teams, but, but I think any of those teams, I wouldn't be shocked to, to make a solid playoff. Run. Yeah, actually I, I do need to move the Patriots and Dolphins down to the five to nine. Oh yeah. I think they could be around the nine win mark, but 10 that's pushing it for them. Um, so the 10 to 13 or the 10 to 12, I have, um, the Browns, uh, the Steelers, Titans, Colts, Chargers, uh, Washington, Cowboys, um, Seahawks and Cardinals. Gotcha. So, so yeah, I mean, I think in that, that kind of illustrates what, what we think about, like how close are, I mean, that's what we've got four teams in, in 13 plus we've got pretty much the same seven or eight. Uh, so that's 12 teams. So that means, you know, between, you know, 20 teams, there'll be 20 teams between, you know, five and, and 12 wins. Like, and, and I mean, that's probably par for the course, but that also feels like 
there's a lot of teams that'll be on that upper echelon of closer to 12 wins than closer to six wins or whatever. Right. So, so yeah, there's a lot of tough choices when trying to go through our division winners and that kind of thing, which that's, uh, do you have anything more to say about the records or you want to go into division? Okay. Uh, our predictions. Yeah. I'm ready to go right into the predictions. All right. So that's what we will swing on into is our, uh, is our division winners. Um, for me, um, in the East AFC, I've got the bills and the Washington football team, uh, from the NFC. Uh, those are my division winners, the bills. I just think it's their time right now. I mean, I just don't think the Patriots and Dolphins are quite on the same level. Uh, the Patriots are probably their biggest like challenger this season just because, you know, <laughs> Bill Belichick was like, are they a high-caliber free agent? All right, I want to try to sign them. Um, so and, uncharacteristic. That's right. surprising. And, and Mac Jones has looked pretty solid in the preseason. So, I mean, he'll have some and, – and that's the thing, too. Like, because he's a rookie quarterback, and I know he's under Bill Belichick, but remember, like, Tom Brady was not built today. Like, he looked – he did not look good those first few seasons. Um, and I think it'll take some time for Mac Jones to be seasoned as well. So, um, I do think it's the Bills division. And then the Washington football team, I mean, they just got a really – I mean, they've got Fitzmagic. They've got a great defense. Uh, I'm just really high on them. I think they're going to have a good season. I think they're, they're doing uh, things the right way. They've got Riverboat Ron at the helm. Um, and so I think the Washington football team are going to be representatives from the NFC uh, East. Yeah, so for me, I have my East division winners as the Bills as well. Um, I think this is the Bills and everybody else is looking up at them, to be honest. Um, and then in the NFC East, you know, the winner of who's got to take it, I'm going with the Cowboys. The Cowboys look like they're going to be healthy. Ezekiel Elliott looks like he's, you know, kind of figured out his head games that he had going on. He's gotten a little bit better shape. Um, I just feel like they're set up more to have some sort of success than Washington is. I I need to see Washington first before. Which is wild because I feel the same about the Cowboys in the sense that I feel like I've pick them every year to win the NFC East and they either crawl to the NFC East title or they lose altogether. It's going to be the giants then. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wanted to pick the giants really badly and I just, (laughs) I I couldn't make it make sense in my head. Um, Honestly, it's a make or break year this year for the giants with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. You hate to say it, but it is a make or break year for them. Yeah. Um, On the North side of things, for the AFC, I've got the Cleveland Browns. It is their time. We saw that uh, by them drubbing the Steelers in the first round, and we almost saw that in them uh, going into Kansas City and nearly knocking off the Chiefs. I understand Chad Henney was the quarterback for the second half of that game, but still uh, they put on a show. Um, so I think it is the Browns' time. In the NFC, I'm going with the Packers. Uh, there's really not any other team. The Vikings uh, – Lions and Bears are all down. I think the Bears are going to be close. The Bears are going to be their biggest challenger. Um, they're going to be on the precipice of potentially making the playoffs. Um, I, Cause I think Justin Fields is going to have a good year um, because I think the Bears finally have a, a franchise quarterback, which is nice, which I'm excited to see. Um, but yeah, it's going to be the Packers division to lose. Yeah, I agree. Browns and Packers. I mean, the Browns eventually it's got a click for them. Like, fully and it, it looks like it may be 
So that's good. And the Packers, I just hope they can get over the drama of the Aaron Rodgers situation. I mean, he's going to, he's just going to go out there and do what he does regardless. Right. Uh, well, just well the thing that'll cure it, up. what'll cure everything is winning. Like as yeah. awkward as it might be in the locker room, like once they start winning and once it becomes clear, they're gearing up for a playoff run. I think that'll be all forgotten. Now, yeah. What will be the bigger blow up is if they make it to the NFC Championship game and lose again. That too. But it's, that's very possible. It's yeah. very possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for the South, AFC, I've got the Titans. Um, they just did more to improve in the offseason than the Colts did. Um, the Colts had a good team uh, and a good roster, but with as good of the t- as the team is that they're running back, um, and what they've done, you know, getting wins, getting uh, uh, Quiddy Pay in, in the draft, um, you know, th- those are all good moves. But I mean, to steal away to Nico Autry, to add Julio Jones, I mean, just a lot better improvements the Titans made. And so I think the and the fact that you know we talked about the, how bad the Colts secondary is, which is going to be pivotal in those games against the Titans. So I've got Tennessee winning there. And what do you want to add, B. Scott? Uh, I was just going to say, and also the fact the Colts lost their one of their more underrated linebackers than Anthony Walker. Right. Said, oh, we'd rather have Bobby Okariki. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, on the NFC side of things, I've got the Buccaneers again for kind of, kind of see the argument for the Packers, whereas there's not anyone else really in that division. Um, the Saints are going to take a step back this year with Jameis. Um, the Panthers, I'm, I'll believe it when I see it. And then uh, the Falcons, I just don't, the Falcons just don't make sense to me uh, because they should, I feel like be better than they are. Um, and, uh, and losing Julio Jones, I think is going to be, t- I mean, they have Kyle Pitts, Yes. But I think not having Julio Jones, if they had that tandem, then I might be like, Oh, well, dark horse to yeah. potentially, you know, potentially, you know, not necessarily take, the N- a- NFC South would potentially at least make the playoffs. I'll tell you um, what, them, them absolutely getting embarrassed by the Patriots or losing that huge lead to the Patriots in the Super Bowl has put that franchise at a tailspin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they have not been – they've been a shot. I'd, I'd be interested to know their record since losing that game because yeah. I don't think they made the playoffs the following year. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I'd be interested to know their record. Probably three and twenty-eight to be honest. Uh, no, they won more than that. No, um, uh, so, who do you have? You have the Titans and Buccaneers too. Titans and Buccaneers as well. I mean, like I, we've I, we've gone over with the Colts. The secondary is a big, glaring issue, I think, for the Colts. And with the addition of Julio Jones, it's yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be tough because not only do you have to now try to stop the Titans, they have two good wide receivers. You also still got to remember you got to stop Derrick Henry as well. So that is a that's gonna that's just going to be a very good team. Yeah. Um, and then finally, out west, uh, Chiefs see the reason for the Buccaneers <laughs> and the uh, and the Packers. Uh, although off air, I said going to be very similar to like the NBA. Yeah, but here's what I will say too, though. I think the Chargers are going to be a cont- college, the, college. Ch- Chargers are going to be. Um, Chargers are going to be a, a better team. I ha- I think they're going to be a contender uh, in the playoff hunt. Uh, the Broncos are improved, and the Raiders are kind of sneaky good. So, like, as far as like sneaky, you know, like spoiler team. So, like, 
it's not a cakewalk for the Chiefs. And I do think the Chiefs, you know, spoiler for what I'm about, we're about to do in playoff predictions. Like I do have the Chiefs taking a, a like a a step back, not because I think they're like when I say step back, it means not make the Super Bowl. Like <laughs> like when you're when you're step back for for a team is you just don't make the Super Bowl, which uh, can be said about 30 other teams, like that's not that big of a deal. Um, mm. but I just I th- I think there's a down year coming, and like I said, their down year is just not making the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying they're gonna go like five and whatever, but like I think they're gonna have a good season. Um, I just don't know, but I think they've got a lot more challengers. I don't think it's a cakewalk. That, I mean, they're gonna win the NF- AFC West, but it's gonna be more of a challenge, is what I'm getting right. to uh, essentially. And then as far as the NFC, I've got the Rams. Uh, that's the best division in football. Um, you got the 49ers, Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks. It's going to be a, a dogfight, and I just have the Rams coming out on top. I think Matthew Stafford makes the difference there. Um, I got the Chiefs in the AFC West. and the NFC West, I actually have the Cardinals. I think they're going to take a huge step forward. Um, I, I, it was really a toss-up for me. I'm, a, I'm not as high on the Rams as you are. Honestly, I think the C, I, I mean, the Seahawks are right there. It's, yeah. Honestly, I could see all four of those teams, though, making the playoffs. Which is possible now, which is wild. I would not be the least <laughs> bit surprised. That would mean that there would be no other wild card teams. And, but like, honestly, in the NS, NFC, like, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe. You know, the team that wins, uh, you know, or the team that doesn't win the NFC East. Cause, like, there's not a second team in the NFC South. There's not a second team in the North NFC North. The East matched up with. Ooh, I'm trying to remember. I th- I don't remember totally. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'll go ahead while you're doing that. I'm going to go ahead and give you my wild card teams uh, from the AFC. I've got the Ravens, Colts, Patriots. Um, I got the Colts in the playoffs. I've got the Patriots back in the playoffs. I think those, you know, they've done enough to improve. Uh, and then I have the Ravens. Um, I think the Ravens, I know they've lost, um, you know, they've lost JK Dobbins. They've lost some of their talent on the offensive side of the football. Um, but I think they're going to have a good year again. Um, and then in the NFC, I've got my uh, wildcard teams as the Cardinals, Cowboys, and Seahawks. Um, I think the, the NFC West gets, um, three of their four teams in, although, like you said, I, I think it's a possibility that you could see all four teams, uh, getting in. Um, I think ultimately though, in that situation though, I think the Cowboys just have a little bit more, uh, set up than like the 49ers would. So like, that would be kind of your only toss up. Like I, I, you, if you took the Cowboys out, put the 49ers or bears in, like I wouldn't bat an eye. Um, but I just think ultimately between those three teams, it's the, it's the Cowboys. Uh, and there's no other team that I'd be willing to like. I'm willing to maybe uh, you know you know harbor an argument for the for the uh, for the Bears. I'd be willing to listen to the um, Giants potentially because they did a lot to improve their offense and they have a good defense. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's not without the re- outside of the realm of possibility to see all four NFC West teams in there. So NFC East, uh, they are matched up with the AFC West. Okay, so that's going to be tough. Yeah. So. so, on that note, here are my wildcard teams. In the AFC, I have the Steelers, the Colts, and the Patriots. I like the Patriots. I think they're going to figure it out. The thing that worries me about them, though, is the lack of a run game. 
I don't know why they decided like, well, we're going to trade Sony Michelle away. Like, because mm. it's Bill Belichick and he's like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Running backs don't matter. I'm just going to pick a random name out of a hat. and That's going to be my feature back every week. That's true. Um, you know, it's the Patriots and Bill Belichick. I need, I guess this could be a prove it type season for them, for him. Like, you know, it wasn't just Tom Brady that won them those Super Bowls. It was also him involved. But if they go out and fail again, it's like, oh, well, Bill, Bill guess what? It was, it was more Tom than you. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Um, but I think the Raven, I mean, oh, I, I have the Steelers. Yeah, Steelers, Colts, and um, Patriots. I think the Steelers are going to put it together. I really do. Big Ben looked in the preseason, looked better than he did all of last year. I think he's healthy. Um, and I think a lot of the things that were ailing them last year was just losing. And like you said, winning cures all. And I think that could be the case for them this year. And on the NFC side of the thing, side of things, I actually do have the um, the Rams, the and the Seahawks, and oh crap, my this went blank. My mind went blank. Cowboys, Giants, 49ers, Bears, Saints. Yeah. Um, Lions, Vikings. God, no, I had another <laughs> NFC. I had another NFC West team. 49ers? That's the only oh. other team you you have the Cardinals winning the division. So if yeah, you have the Rams the and the Seahawks in there, then you'd have the 49ers. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> It's been a long weekend, a yeah. lot of three AMs, and yeah, I, I am going to put the Cowboys in there as well. I'm just swapping out the Rams and the Cardinals from what you had, essentially. Yeah. Um, oh wait, I have the cow. This is why Brandon, you need to write out your notes. <laughs> That's why I think you're. I think you're on the Google Doc. Like you can add to the Google Doc. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if, I, if you're I not, the, I then the Cowboys I'm... winning the division. That's right. Yeah, I think that's what you said. Yeah. I thought. So I'm, I'm oh, throwing, so you can't I'm, have the Cowboys in the. In the okay, so yeah, I see. I'm, what you're throwing, I'm throwing the Bears in there because I feel like they're going to eventually realize that Andy Dalton's not their starter, and they need to start Justin Fields. Hey, that's okay. I re- I at one point I realized I was like. I, when I was writing out my team names uh, for the tiers. Um, what I, I had the Browns twice at one point. I was like, why? There's only like, I was like, there, there's four teams left. Why are there only three spots? And I was like, oh, because I'm I have the Browns. I wasn't naming off college teams. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, we're still, we're still recovering from Saturday. <laughs> Alabama in the 13 plus category. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go ahead uh, and get into uh, our, our playoff prediction. So what we'll do, I'll do an AFC, then B Scott will do AFC, then I'll do NFC, B Scott will do NFC, and then we'll do our Super Bowl. Um, so for me, um, I have got in the AFC wildcard weekend, remember seeding matters because whoever, if you have any upsets, they will play the higher seed and so on and so forth and bye weeks and all that stuff. So for me, Bills have the one seed. They get the first round 
bye. It'll be the two-seeded Chiefs against the seven-seeded Patriots, the three-seeded Browns against the uh, six-seeded Colts, and the fourth-seeded Titans over the or, uh, against the fifth-seeded Ravens. And it's going to be all chalk. I have the Chiefs beating the Patriots. Um, there, I think the the Pats are maybe like another year or two from getting back into that you know AFC contention. Um, and plus, like I don't expect you know first ever playoff experience for Mac Jones. He goes into Arrowhead and beats the two time AF two time defending AFC champions. Um, so that'll be a tough task. Browns and Colts. These two teams played last year. Uh, the Browns, you know, the Browns beat them, uh, and uh, you know they. Browns have Baker Mayfield. They've got Jarvis Landry. They've got Odell Beckham. If you know, they need all of them healthy, obviously. And that's what this assumption is. We talked about the secondary for the Colts and I just don't, I think the Browns are just going to be slightly better. It's it's the Browns are poised for a deep run and then Titans and Ravens. I'm going Titans. They made the right uh, steps to improve. um, So they end up winning divisional round. You're going to have the bills against the Titans and the Browns against the chiefs. I've got the Bills over the Titans. I think that's where the road ends for Tennessee. I think the Bills have the defense to match up with what the Titans have offensively. And then I think in the battle, you know, when you're if you were to decide based on quarterbacks, I think you would give it slightly to Josh Allen before you would give it to Ryan Tannehill. Um, and then of course the Bills, it's gonna be, you know, we assume, unless it's like last year where it's beautiful, it could be a blustery day, which I mean obviously lends itself. Uh, to the run game, but I do think the Bills are just a little bit better. So they advance their second straight AFC championship game. And then Browns and Chiefs. I mentioned it in the beginning. The Browns went into Kansas City and nearly knocked off knocked off the Chiefs last year. Now I get the Chad Henney was in the game for the Chiefs for a bulk of that second half uh, with Patrick Mahomes uh, injured. But people forget that in that game, I mean, the Browns were holding their own with the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, like I said before, I think the Chiefs are due for a step back. Now, look, I realized that on this show, I said Shohei Otani is supposed to pick one between batting and hitting. He's not going to be good at both. Proved me wrong. I said Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be uh, that good. When's the last quarterback from Texas Tech uh, been good in the NFL? He's not. He's been sensational. I have said a lot of wrong things on this show, so I very could, I very well could be wrong again. Um, we we said there was going to be chaos in the NCAA tournament. And it was the one versus the two, uh, <laughs> as far as two top two teams in the country. So we are wrong sometimes, and I could be wrong about the Chiefs here too. Wrong a lot of the times. <laughs> so, um, I, I do think the Chiefs though are due for just a slight step backwards. So I've got my AFC championship game as the Bills and the Browns. Who's gonna win? Do the Browns finally go to the Super Bowl? Or do the Bills make a return trip for their fifth time in franchise history? I've got the Bills winning the AFC and making a trip to the Super Bowl. But who will they face, B Scott, from the NFC? We'll have to find out. Who is your AFC? All right, so the, I'm just going to give you the teams that I think are going to advance from Wild Card Weekend. Um, obviously, my number one seed, I actually am going to have the Titans as my mm-hmm. one seed. I just think that aerial <sighs> attack and that ground game of the Titans is just going to be way too good. Um, so I honestly, I believe that – the Titans will have the bye. Sorry, the, the dogs are coming to bed. <laughs> and uh, so it sounds like I heard a buffalo coming through. <laughs> but um, 
So the teams that I have advancing out of Wild Card Weekend, I have, same as you, I have the Chiefs, the Browns, and the Titans advancing from Wild Card Weekend. I, I don't. And the Titans are the one seed they can't advance out of Wild Card Weekend. See, the the Buffalo herd threw me off. But that was the, that's funny because that should have jogged your memory. That was the team you left out. That's the team I had on yeah. by. So. I have the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Browns advancing. Uh, the Titans <laughs> are going to advance too because guess what? They have the. That's bye, true. So. They technically have to advance. Yes. I did not screw up technically. <laughs> okay, on to the divisional round. Um, basically, from there, I I'm, I'm setting up an AFC Championship game of the Titans versus the Bills. I think this is going to be a. I mean, ultimately, that's who it, the Titans or the Bills. I have them advancing. AFC Championship game. This is going to be a fun AFC championship game, in my opinion. Um, it's, I mean, I feel like the Bills defense is more of an underrated squad. Uh, and, you know, I think, oh, I don't know. This is a, it's a tough one, but I do have the Titans advan- advancing to the Super Bowl this year. I just, I, maybe I'm a little bit more high on the addition of Julio Jones. I don't think people truly realize. I mean, even and it's not when, just it's not just adding mobile season. It's just the amount of attention that teams are now going to have to put on that. Where before they had to stack the box to stop Derrick Henry. Now they can't stack the box because they can't leave Julio in one on one situations. But then because you're not stacking the box, guess what? Derrick Henry is going to go off. Right. I mean, what? It's, pick your poison. And I like what you what I mean, because like that logic, because I mean, are this year are the 2021 Titans that different from the 2016, 17, whatever year that was Falcons like they have Julio Jones. They've got a, you know, a capable quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. They've got other weapons like they've got A.J. Brown um, to command the football. They've got a good running game, which it was Devonta Freeman for that Falcons team is Derrick Henry, who's better than Devonta Freeman. The only thing you're missing is uh, Jonu Smith. Uh, they're tight in. They, I don't know who's going to step in there, but that's not like your biggest worry. So like, and Mike Vrabel's done a good job as head coach. So like, that's not a bad pick like that. I, I think that's uh, that I could see that happening. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that's just set. They now defensively is where they could struggle to yeah. be honest. And that's where a team like Indianapolis that can have a good run game could pull an upset over a Titans a couple times in the season and that would shake things up significantly in my, in my pecking order. Um, because I, I feel like that it's, that's the, I mean, that's the same formula to also beating the chiefs. Now, obviously the chiefs are not a grounded pound it down your throat quite as much as the Titans are, you know, they're more fast paced aerial assault, but a team like the Colts is somebody that is set up to beat somebody like the Titans because the best way to beat them is keep them off the feet, keep the offense off the field because that's going to be their strength is their offense, their defense. It's not anything to truly write home about, but that offense can do it. That's good. I mean, this is going to be a, it's a scary thought trying to stop that team. Oh yeah. Switching gears to the NFC wild card weekend for me. I've got the Packers as the one seed. They get the bye. Um, they're just, again, they kind of have that cushy season against both North divisions. Um, so they're going to ride that to uh, the division uh, championship. 
or the uh, being the best team in the NFC. Then you're going to have the two seeded Buccaneers against the seven seeded Seahawks, the three seeded Buccaneer or three seeded Rams against the six seeded Cowboys, and the fourth seeded Cardinals against the fifth seeded Washington football team. Um, wait, no, no, sorry, the fourth seeded. Uh, Washington football team against the fifth seeded Cardinals. I, I'm reading it in the order that I have them going. So spoiler alert, Cardinals are going to beat the, the Washington football team, the five over the four Cardinals beat Washington um, to advance to the second round. The Rams beat uh, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers over the Seahawks. Um, again, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady in the playoffs against Seattle. It's going to be in Tampa Bay. Um, if it was in Seattle, I might choose an upset there, but I just think the Buccaneers are better this season. We saw what the Rams were able to go in and do against the Seahawks in the playoffs last year. The Rams against the Cowboys, I think the Rams just have more firepower um, and a better defense to shut down the Cowboys. And then, yeah, the Cardinals, I think, are just going to be, you know, that NFC West this season is going to be crazy. That's going to set up a divisional round between the Packers and the Cardinals and the Buccaneers against the Rams. And I've got upset specials everywhere. The Cardinals up in the Packers in Lambeau. What are they doing? It's the NFC West team in the frozen tundra going in. Kyler Murray slinging the ball over the field. DeAndre Hopkins in the closing seconds. J.J. Watt uh, just running down Aaron Rodgers. Um, as long as he's healthy, we'll see. Um so the Cardinals advance the NFC Championship game. The team they play will be the Rams. This is a team they think matches up very well. With, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's Matthew. I mean, you've got a, a defense that matches up well with the Buccaneers. Because again, that's the thing too. You got to remember how do you that's match true. up with the team you play against? And the Rams defense, the Buccaneers defense are very comparable. You've got you know the Rams. You know, I mean. You you give the quarterback edge to Tom Brady in the playoffs, but still, I mean, Matthew, you finally have a better quarterback, Matthew Stafford. You've got all these receivers. You've got a good defense. Like this Rams team is going to be improved. Um, and so I think, and remember, I was I was going to say, uh, you know, you know, I, I I just even though I'm you know saying Tom Brady in the playoffs, I do have them losing. Just I don't know. I think. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to make the Super Bowl every year that Tom Brady is there. No, I say that they absolutely will, but uh, but, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, so I've got the, the Rams match up well with the Buccaneers, so the Rams advance. And then Rams against um, Cardinals NFC Championship game playing in their home stadium, the second consecutive team to play in the Super Bowl at their own stadium. The Rams advance to the Super Bowl to play the Bills. Um, you know, in an NFC West showcase, uh, the Rams win. It'll be Rams Bills SoFi Field on my birthday weekend. So that'll be pretty sick when that happens. There we go. <laughs> All right. Same as like I did in the AFC. Um, I do have the Packers with the bye. I will go ahead and put that out there. That's I think that's it's gonna be pretty simple because like like you said, I think you said it off air. Tom Brady is kind of like now like LeBron James and in, in the set fact that the regular season just doesn't matter. He's going to do enough to get to the postseason, and that's when it really turns on. Now, obviously, you do want to have home field advantage. You want to have home. You want to be able to play at home more than not, and that takes a little bit more needing to handle the, the regular season than, than it does in the NBA. Um, 
So the teams I have advancing, obviously the Packers with the bye, but I very similar to you. I have um, actually I, I do I have the Bucks, the I have the Bucks, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals advancing uh, from Wild Card Weekend. So then on to the divisional round. My mind is like I'm serious. <laughs> My mind is not connecting tonight. Um. I had to, on the divisional round side of things, I have actually have the Cardinals and the Packers both advancing. Um, honestly, I, I believe that Cardinals defense is better than you think. And Aaron Rodgers is going to do everything he can to try to win himself a Super Bowl and just walk out of Green Bay with a double barrel, single barrel, or the double single barrel salute. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, I think he's going to really try that. So the NFC championship game, this could be fun. You know, the old, older guy at quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, and you got Kyler Murray, the young, exciting player in the Cardinals. Um, It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough matchup. I, I, you know, I want to go with the Packers. I really do just because of Aaron Rodgers, but Ultimately, I, I think the defense of Arizona is what wins this for them. So I'm going to – I'm going to – it's tough. I'm going with the Cardinals. Going with the Cardinals. Do it. Why not? Why I not? I like it. I'm going with the Cardinals to advance to the Super Bowl and face off against the Tennessee Titans. That's, that would be a wild Super Bowl. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, and be, so I think that would be the NFL's worst nightmare. No, they're not like the NBA. They actually like it when they're te- all their teams succeed. Um, so, yeah, Super Bowl, what is it this year? 55, 54? No, 56. 56. LVI? Yeah. I, so if the I is after. Yeah, because LIV is four. So, yeah, it'd yeah. be LVI is five. Okay. No, uh, LVI would no be LV six. is five. Okay, yeah, so 56. You're right. Roman numerals are hard. They, they, they can don't teach those in school. Yeah. <laughs> they need to specifically for the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, you should learn, like, if you're studying sports journalism. You, you know, know what? It's, it's, it's Super Bowl Levi. Super Bowl Levi. That's where I'm leaving it at. Levi. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it. Know, it can't be in Levi Stadium. No, exactly. Oh. Um, so Super Bowl Levi, it is going to be, uh, I've got the bills. I've got the Rams, two good defenses, two good quarterbacks winning it all. Cause this is a tough thing because you're either going to pick, like I'm picking between a team, the bills, who's never, who's went four times and didn't win, uh, against the Rams who've only won one Super Bowl. You, you know, you've got the Cardinals and Titans, neither franchises won a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, even if you had like, you know, the Packers getting there, like they only have been to the Super Bowl once uh, under Aaron Rodgers. So like, th- you're picking something that's like ha- either doesn't happen very often or it hasn't happened in a long time. Um, so it's kind of tough to piece through. I'm going Bills over Rams in the Super Bowl. The Bills beating the Rams on their home turf. Uh, to win Super Bowl 56. Uh, Josh Allen completes an amazing season for Buffalo's to find digs. Uh, you have a tremendous game, and the Buffalo Bills are your 2021 Super Bowl champions. So for me, I have the Cardinals and the Titans. 
Um, this is going to be a fun game of, you know, whose strength is going to hold up better. But ultimately, I feel like the Cardinals are going to come out on top because that defense of um, the Cardinals is going to do enough to uh, slow down the Titans offense. And the Titans offense, you know, when I keep talking about them, I keep saying they're going to be tough to stop. They're going to be tough to stop. It's because they're so big. They're so strong. They're, they're going to be a physical force. They're going to meet up with an offense that's going to be totally different. Another offense that's going to spread you out and they are just going to air it out all over the place. And I think eventually that, that Tennessee Titans offense they they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to get away from the ground and pound of Derrick Henry because they need to be able to keep up, essentially with that Arizona offense as well. I mean that that Arizona offense, probably one of the most underrated in my opinion. All right, so you've got the Arizona Cardinals winning the Super Bowl. I've got the Bills winning the Super Bowl. So. If those two things ha- or one of those two things happens, I mean that's the first time any of those franchises had won, and that would be fantastic. So, gonna be a wild season. Excited for it. Before we go, uh, we're gonna quickly go through our awards predictions. Uh, we're gonna These we're, are so tough. we're gonna go MVP, offensive rookie, offensive player of the year, uh, defensive player of the year, offensive rookie, and defensive rookie of the year. So. Quickly, I'll give mine, then you give yours, B. Scott. We won't spend a ton of time on this. But uh, for me, MVP, Josh Allen. I mean, if he's you know got the team rolling like I think he will, number one team in the AFC, pitching and catching to Stephon Diggs. We kind of saw flashes of what MVP Josh Allen could look like at the beginning of last season. Um, I think this season he uh, continues that on uh, throughout the course of the season, especially with uh, the taste of a um, – um, you know, being on the precipice of a Super Bowl last year, I think he's going to come out and have a good season again this year. Um, so he is my MVP winner. Offensive player of the year, I have Travis Kelsey. Um, I The reason why I have Travis Kelsey is I think he's going to have a big year for the Chiefs, but also... Like, do they have they done that before? Have they have they given like the MVP to a quarterback and then given the offensive player of the year to a quarterback? Oh, I think so. I mean, probably, but that seems like a little redundant. So that's why I was like, who do I think is going to be the best player on the Chiefs this year? That's not Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey. Kind of like the year Ron. Well, no, that was a running back and a a quarterback. But, you know, Ron Dane won the Heisman Trophy. And then Drew Brees won the Maxwell Award for the best offensive player in college football. Right. Um yeah, so I don't okay, right? So I don't know uh, too much what to make of it, but hey, I you know, throwing it around there, mixing it up, tight end wins offensive player of the year. I don't know when the last time that's happened. Defensive player of the year, I've got Jalen Ramsey again. If this Rams team is you know, Super Bowl caliber, NFC West winning, especially if he's the best defensive player on the Rams who have to go through that gauntlet of the NFC West, uh, and then go through the gauntlet that will be the playoffs. I mean, um. I think J- Jalen Ramsey's poised for a good year. Offensive rookie of the year and defensive the rookie uh, defensive rookie of the year. These are the two uh, most fun picks for me. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. I've got Justin Fields. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. He's going to be throwing Allen Robinson. He's got to have you know the he's Chicago. No matter what he does, Chicago is going to be excited and cheering that they've got a quarterback for the first time in ever. Um, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, expectations aren't super high uh, for them to go much of anywhere. So it's, I think he's going to be poised to have a good year. And then defensive rookie of the year, I have Quiddy Pay. I think he's going to have a big year for the Colts. 
um, and be uh, in that running for defensive rookie of the year. So uh, that's who I have. Um, I mean, I know there's other awards out there as well. Um, comeback player of the year, which I think comeback player of the year could maybe be Julio Jones. I mean, could you? Um, I don't. He, play, he played all year because he played all year last year. Yeah, he torched. The, it was like the he was the only reason why the Falcons almost beat the Colts last year. Did the Colts play the? Mm-hmm. They didn't play Tom Brady last year, so they didn't play the NFC South, so they couldn't have. I'm pretty sure they played the Falcons last year. I think maybe it might have been the year before. Maybe it was. It was yeah, it would have been 2019 because that's when, um, because that's when the Colts had that good start, and then they got like torched by the Saints when yeah, they were like on the funny. yeah. So like, oh, Brissett actually is a good quarterback. Right. So yeah, those are my my awards winners. Okay, for me, MVP. This one's always so tough because it never goes who exactly who you think it really should. Um, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers because I think he's going to have a whole lot to prove. And yeah, why not? Offensive player of the year. I'm going to go Derrick Henry. I've been really high on him. I think he has an opportunity to do it. Defensive player of the year. You know what? I'm going to say the man finally gets some respect. Darius Leonard. There we go. I like you know, that. I mean, why not? That defense, that front seven has to play special, and he has the opportunity to do it. Offensive rookie of the year, or yeah, offensive rookie of the year. This one's tough for me. I, I I'm going to go with Justin Fields as well, but I could honestly see a player, especially if they make a run to the Super Bowl, like I have them doing, but a player like Rondell Moore mm-hmm. for the Cardinals. Um, just because he's going to be a gadget player, utility type guy. Now I, mean, I know why you have the Cardinals winning the Super Bowl because of Rondell Moore. <laughs> no, 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 not because of him. Um, and then defensive rookie of the year, I am going to go Quiddy Pay as well, just because he graded out as the highest defensive rookie in the preseason. I mean, that doesn't say much, but I mean. I don't know who else. I'm really not sure who else to pick. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's, he's going to be a starter from day one. That's the thing. So, yeah, those are my picks. Comeback player. I don't even I mean, know. You technically, I was like, you technically don't have to pick it because I just threw Julio out there, but he's – I don't think yeah. he counts. Because um, all I'm thinking of is a player that was kind of like down and out and then has a big year. Um, but I mean, Sean Watson. Oh my gosh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so real quick, actually, no. All, along the lines of Houston, do you think I don't? Who's been the Houston quarterback through the preseason? I don't know. Has it been I, Deshaun? I, ja- I, honestly, I don't pay that much attention. Almost said Deshaun to Jackson. Um, yeah. no, it's not been Deshaun Jackson. Um, but no. Uh, oh, Carson Wentz, comeback player of the year. Ooh, ah, okay. I like that. That's good. That's a, that's a good. I can think that could be a good one. Um, but no, because I was gonna say, could Houston be a potential landing spot for Cam? Yeah. Because I mean, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, which I like, I said I don't. I literally don't know who's played for the Texans in the preseason this year. Um, I'll tell you what. Eventually, if Carson Wentz keeps having to go on the COVID reserve list or injury or whatever it is, whatever for him. If Cam's out there, I could. I mean, I think the Colts need to at least kick the tires on that. Yeah, true. But especially if they're like in the thick of it, and you don't think you're not 100 percent sold that Jacob Eason is ready to, you know, step in the ring and box with the big boys yet. But right, I don't know. 
Well, that about wraps it up tonight for our NFL special. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Remember, you can uh, like us on Facebook, Crash Course Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3C Media Sports. Uh, go to our YouTube channel. We're going to have the Purdue vlog. We're going to have the MCT podcast. You're going to see this podcast uh, and a whole lot more. Again, thank you guys all for the love on the YouTube channel over the past week and beyond. Um, that's been an awesome 3C Media on YouTube. Also, 3C Media on TikTok if you want to follow over there. There. Got some uh, TikTok only content prepared for this week. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Remember, you can watch live every week, twitch.tv slash Craig Crash. Um, you can watch us stream live every week, the podcast, if you want to interact with us. Today, we had Dusty in chat. We had Haas with the follow. Um, everybody for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Um, and then um, remember that you can um, you can uh, go listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard. You can hear the Crash Course Podcast. B. Scott, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Brandon underscore Scott 87. And then remember, you can also follow me on Twitter uh, at Crash Course FM um, if you want to go follow over there. So that will do it next week. We're going to be obviously we're going to be talking about the Colts first game. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, the first couple of weeks of the college football season because we have some stuff to bring up, bring up to speed on as far as the Big 12 is concerned, that kind of thing. So a lot still to talk about football wise. The football coverage is just getting started. Very excited for that season to start. It's going to be a lot of fun. But until then, have a good one, everybody.